Welcome to If These Balls Could Talk, where each of us bring forth five topics to discuss. My name is Doug Faze, and with me is my brother from the same mother, Timmy Yo. Faze. Uh, this is our takeover show, where Tim and I will be hosting this show, and Mark and John will be our guests today. Takeover. 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 I'm afraid. A little bit. Are you afraid, Mark? I'm a little afraid, but we, I'm excited too. Afraid. We might have an extra special little thing or two, maybe, up our Ooh. sleeves for everybody today. Sweet. And we're trying to break format too much, but, uh, you know, might have something special for you. Nice. Okay. I'm excited. By the way, Tim, I love how you're still talking into the microphone, even though it's not plugged in. Right. Well, no, <laughs> I know. I'm a method actor, guys. I don't want to break character. <laughs> I might not be a podcast host, but I play one on TV. Today's show is sponsored by... If these balls could talk online store where they specialize in medium sized shirts, don't have dad dad bod sized shirts, and have these lovely oh, cooler cups. They keep your tumblers. It's nice that you're trying to show the picture on the video. You can't see this. It's super cool. Yeah, they're super cool models on the store that totally we aren't yeah, totally related to. But it, it keeps your your drinks cold and your. Uh, Mark, did we ever find uh, you know a big and tall shirt for Mister Doug? Uh, I have not yet, yet uh, but okay. I can. Mm-hmm. I, I can get that done. Doug needs a shirt, yo. Yeah, mm-hmm. he get that does. Done. He's like our number one mm-hmm. fan. Doug, which you know, do you want? You want green or yellow? Ooh, I'll do green. Green? No one wants the yellow shirt. Uh, I like the green one. <laughs> I like the green. <laughs> one. I wear it every time it's clean. First shirt I wear. Nobody wants the yellow John- shirt. John, now you understand why management brought Doug and I in. It's because failure to, to meet the customer's expectations, you know, from, <laughs> right. from the pod so far. Just, I feel yeah. it. I feel it. We had, we had a call with them before. <laughs> Bad management. Yeah. Right. He lives in Rhode Island. I heard he's a real jerk. He's a dick. <laughs> I heard he's a uh, real estate mogul. A real estate mogul? mogul? Mogul might be pushing it. <laughs> I like his new videos where he wears a suit. You oh, like that? You like that? You look a Mark. Yeah, you look all fancy now. You like that? Yeah, we're we're talking about Mark, real estate agent. <laughs> real estate. Hard, real estate. I've I very have bougie. a hard time understanding. Like, and maybe does anyone else have a hard time really understanding how just how many jobs does Mark have? Because I, I feel like even on vacation he's working. <laughs> oh, he can do everything. <laughs> That's a true that story. Fun. Mark's That's a true story. Getting, Mark's LinkedIn is getting a little squirrely. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not sure what is Mark does anymore. I know he's he's a Scotch enthusiast and he sings, and that's kind of that's about the extent of my host's knowledge. And, it, and if only I could get paid to sing and drink Scotch, that would just be my dream job. Oh man, that's the life. Isn't that what we're doing here? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not getting yeah, paid so not for getting it paid. though. Uh-oh. And Steph's Steph's doing the singing. Unless you yeah. go to theseballscanTalk.com online store. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Everybody buy something. Um, we, don't, we, we don't need you to, but the shirts are really cool. They are cool. So, Doug, right, nope. I don't know. Um, I know that like, podcasts are kind of new to me, right? Um, um, Lisa, who was a guest in season one, is a huge fan of podcasts. Uh, she's probably listening to uh, Jared Freed podcast right now, eight feet above me in the living room. But um, I, I got to be honest. I, I know that Mark and John kind of start off a lot of their shows by introducing their guests. And I just feel like we'd be amiss if we didn't maybe uh, do the same for them. Because does the audience really know? Mark and John. No, they are an enigma to everyone. 
I we, have like maybe... a th- we have like a three-line bio on the website. It's fine. Yeah. So oh, I, I thought maybe we could uh, we could start a, maybe start it off before we get into our topics with a little get-to-know-your-host game. We ought to be up on that, Doug. Wait, it's oh, a game? Oh, is this like a trivia game or like a multiple this is a, choice? This is, a, this is a two lies and a truth. Oh. So I'm going to give you two lies, okay? One truth. Okay. You have to tell me which one is actually true about one of our hosts. So maybe you we can start out host? here. I will start out here with, um, let's see. We're going to start here with Know Your Pesci. Know Your Pesci. Okay. Uh, so, so I probably shouldn't participate in this part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so don't, don't scream out your answers. Okay. That's All totally right. false. We'll start out with something pretty simple. Okay. Just, just a little introduce to our, to our audience and our, our guests here. Okay. Mark was adopted into an Irish family. Mark okay. was adopted into a German family. Mark okay. was adopted into an Italian family. No, I'm going to go. I'm recusing myself. Oh, wait, is this <laughs> yeah. two truths and a. No, it's two lies and a truth. Two lies and a truth. Oh, okay. So I'm going to say the last one because Pesci sounds Italian. It's very Italian. That is correct. Although Doug, you would have gotten you would have gotten partial credit for German because my mom is part German. I thought so. I thought I was safe. I was trying to think what would be the opposite. All right, so we're going to change it up. Maybe we'll come back to the game because I don't want to spend too much time on it. So we can kind of pop it in and out, maybe throughout. So now we're going to play. No, your compaya. We need to have some like audio, like back. Yeah, exactly. Well, Pete might know this considering John and Peter family. So we'll play the game. Only by marriage. Only by marriage. John. <laughs> so a lot of you don't know this, but John has a rather, I don't probably exotic's the wrong word, but we'll call it very specific set of skills. Okay. John has a very specific set of skills that maybe a lot of people don't know about. So when John was younger, did he get really good at falconry? <laughs> Did oh, wow. John used to build robot warriors for TV? Or was John a billiard shark? John was a billiard shark. That he was. Oh, that is correct. That he was. <laughs> I, I can totally picture John being good at falconry too, though. <laughs> yeah. I did grow up in Westchester. Exactly. Heavy, heavy lean on the Falcons. I was thinking like it's it's obscure enough that it couldn't be true, but it's also John enough to be true. Or like, <laughs> it's John doing that. No so I was telling Tim that. when he asked me this question, um, and okay, so I was seventeen. I made a lot of really bad decisions, but I was winning a bunch of pool tournaments, and I built up a sum of money, and I was just like, you know. I want to buy a really nice pool cue. So I bought a really nice cord pool cue, takes apart. Um, it was, you know, twine wrapped, just like awesome. The weight I liked, that everything. And I decided it would be a great idea to take this really nice pool cue, to paint it purple, and to put a wolf on it. And it was so awesome. <laughs> and I felt like incredibly badass. <laughs> and then I realized, and Tim said it, but he nailed it. It was like, it's like a t-shirt at Walmart. So, yeah, 
Yep. I have uh, I have a redneck pool cue. It's awesome. That's amazing. Do you still have it? Of course I still have it. I'm going to put a picture up. I, yeah, I have to. Yeah, we need to see this thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know if I've seen that before. Yeah. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, like he likes to buy those shirts, ironically, because um, his wife hates them so much. Naturally, he buys more of them. <laughs> It's and he, it's a sign he, of he a good marriage for, right there yeah it's a, it's a he buys them for their vacation they have a, a really awesome beach house down in the outer banks and they go down there for the summer and he's like oh man i just got i ordered the shirt online it's so perfect it's had a horse on it oh, like, yeah i'm so stoked for it it's like charlene hated he's like absolutely absolutely <laughs> it's got dream catchers across the whole back <laughs> <laughs> I think that would make it better if it had like real horse hair on the shirt. Real horse hair. <laughs> and Which listeners, I, if, if you like those shirts, we're sorry. You're yeah. wrong. Hey, somebody <laughs> loves them. Somebody loves them. They still make them. So Mark and John, uh, we all love this world-renowned podcast. Where did it start? What was the idea? What what sparked the the, the want to get into the podcasting game. Well, first, I want to just live on that world-renowned thing. Mark um, <laughs> went viral last week. He posted a reel about the NCAA tournament at 39,000 mm-hmm. views, had about 600 likes. It was the most my phone has ever blew up. I felt really popular. Yeah, we qua- we went quasi viral with uh, we went quasi viral we went with, quasi viral with, with showing. I, I was literally just recording my TV for the the NCAA men's basketball. But we weren't allowed to do that. Like Instagram <laughs> definitely yelled at me for doing that. That's only for ads. Mm. Like you could do that for reels still. Like because we're not selling anything with reels. Yeah, if you want to get paid, it's all about the loopholes. So your views don't um, get monetized though, right? Like you don't. There's no like. You have views for a, a commercial page. I mean, we would need probably two thousand followers, and then you can start getting monetized. And we don't okay. have that yet, but that's the plan. <laughs> Mark and I, as you've known us both for a while, we are very um, tend to be hyper focused sometimes, and a little bit type A and like accomplishing and like just having things to do. And so, um, in November of this year, we started in about November. Mark on one of the threads that we have is like, I kind of want to start a podcast. I've been thinking about some ideas and um, I was like, I like doing things and talking to people. I'll start a podcast. <laughs> and so Mark and I talked about it. We talked to our friend who's been on the show, Katie Fox, who mm-hmm. is a professional podcaster about her opinion on it. And she told us just get started. Making the content is more important than perfecting the content. So over the course of season one, we made a lot of content. We made a test episode and it went pretty well and it was super fun. So we, um, Mark published it that day. He was just like, yep, we're in the yeah. podcasting game, you guys. Sucks. Right. So Steph came up with the name because we were talking pizza on the same thread. And he's like, Steph came up with a name. And if these balls could talk, I'm like, that's great. Wonderful. I love it. And then we, we did the first episode. And at the end of it, Steph walks in. She's like, hey, you know, just for fun, I recorded a song. And, and we talked about this on her episode, but uh, she played it and it was awesome and completely fun and silly and we loved it. So we went with it. And then Pete, over the course of the middle of the season, um, was like, hey, I think I have a vision for the way the song should be mixed. And so like, let's mixed, make it a rock song. Right. Let's make it a rock song. And so I think um, for everyone who feels like they have something to say. And that's a lot of people, right? Um, I think that it's really easy to start a podcast. And as long as you like what you're doing and the people you're talking to, I think one of our really good um, pieces is that we enjoy each other, friends for 25 years, all that stuff. It kind of just progresses naturally. 
And I think one good thing too is, yeah, like John said, we we've we have a pretty good rapport knowing each other for so long. But this is the stuff that we used to talk about back in the day. Like we, this is just how we talk to each other. Right. And it was like, well, yeah, why don't we just start recording? Kind of going back even further, uh, I was actually talking to a coworker, and he was telling me how he had a fantasy football podcast. And I was like thinking to myself, it's like, huh. I think I want to start a podcast and then yeah, yeah that's when I reached out and and then yeah the rest the rest is history to amend this a little bit I seem to recall it was in a chat in our fantasy football league where Mark was just like yep. talking that shit was, about sports that, and all of a sudden that he was, was like, where the chat was yeah and he's like you know what I could do a podcast about this and all of a sudden there it is we're pretty funny or we can be yeah mostly i do like the sound of my own voice so there is that <laughs> you have a very lovely voice john and you might need to get your hearing checked i, don't know what I think i definitely Ooh. do <laughs> <laughs> when you guys start your kelsey brother style podcast you and doug yes, um, yes. you oh, can yes. be the color guy like i am i really think that's a good position for us liking the sounds of our own voices we're better than the kelsey brothers though Oh, <laughs> you guys are better than that, the Kelsey brothers that's the name of your podcast better than the kelsey brothers <gasps> it is the name of your podcast wow. All right, let's get that website. Yeah. <laughs> they would sue you so hard. <laughs> we'll spell it differently. Or maybe <laughs> they'd be C. our first guests. Oh, that yes. would be pretty awesome. Saturday Night Live to uh, First Time Podcast, I'm sure. I mean, that's work. a natural progression of things, right? I mean, we would just be doing it for them. You're welcome, Kelsey Brothers. <laughs> I was thinking um, of a Pete story, or maybe like a Pete backstory that I don't know that I know. Because... Uh, and, and Pete, you can veto this. It's nothing overly personal, I don't think. Sure, no like, problem. W- when Pete was a kid, I don't know if you guys know this, but he was really good at jumping over things. Like, really good. At He's still really good at jumping. He's still really good at jumping over things. And before oh. he started jumping over things as an athlete, you know, for a school on purpose, he used to just line stuff up at his house oh, progressively yeah. bigger to try to see if he could <laughs> jump over it. And for the most part, he was successful. Not completely, but, you know, but it would be like, chairs and then garbage cans and then bigger <laughs> chairs and then like the hockey nets the hockey and then, net, yeah. mm-hmm. it was just you know so it was just pete was always jumping over things i did I jump always, over my my neighbor stacy too i always thought to myself what do pete's neighbors think when they're just looking at this you know lanky <laughs> six foot tall with you know wiry hair i was about to ask how how old was he yeah Yeah. how old was he at this point teenager yeah yeah. was this this yesterday this was yesterday was it like yeah it's like why is that guy jumping over things i don't know (laughs) get near stefan boys jumping over things (laughs) (laughs) who knew like honestly our our neighborhood was so like chill that i i don't know we we just got to pretty much do whatever we wanted so how did you get into jumping over things i don't know i just i like jumping and jumping (laughs) off of things didn't he jump off his oh uh, yeah no i I, I, yeah I, i jumped off my roof once when it snowed three and a half feet that was fun didn't that realize seems, that, that it was safe instead of three feet of snow it was two feet of snow a layer of ice and then another foot of snow oh no that kind of sucked <laughs> um just to let you know uh we at if these balls could talk do not sponsor um jumping off of houses yeah don't don't jump off your roof right actually i did sprain my heel once jumping off of a bridge over what i thought was like six foot deep water and it turns out it was like three feet deep did a flip off it and everything and then landed on my on my heel and i was like ow <laughs> nothing about these stories surprised me 
Yeah. <laughs> if you and, know and guys, if you think Pete is done yeah. jumping off of things, he, he did fall not. off a ladder at yeah. the top of his house um, like last year and broke his elbow. That's fine. It's healed. No. How do you break an elbow? You fall on fall, it from the top of your ceiling. Feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just told you the story, Doug. Yeah, I, I literally, I know, so like, what I was, I was Here, standing. Here, Pete, demonstrate. No. <laughs> no okay, so we, ha- we have a cathedral ceiling in our living room, and uh, we had some water damage, so naturally, the thing to do was to go and repair the roof myself, naturally, so I naturally. did. So then after I repaired the roof, I'm like, okay, now I can fix the ceiling. And the last stroke of sandpaper to smooth out the mudding and taping that I did, the ladder starts falling. And I'm like, all I had time to do was just go, oh no, shit! And like 16 feet full extension ladder comes crashing down inside the living room, somehow manages to miss every piece of furniture. And I dove to the side and kind of landed on my elbow and thought I just had the wind knocked on me, got up and I'm like, Steph's like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, I think so. Wait a second. No, my arm can't move. Something's wrong. <laughs> that just sounds like something straight out of like professional wrestling, like Randy Macho Man Savage, like the top rope from the uh, I mean, elbow if, from the top ladder rope. match. Oh, that, yeah, that was exactly. that was like the the people's elbows of people's elbows. I got to tell you, that's what it that's what it looks like in my head. Somebody going off the top of the ladder. Absolutely. I pretty much people's elbowed my floor. It. The, the, the floor one. when was the last time you watched wrestling man i don't know i should watch it more i guess i, I think if you say it one more time he'll just appear so is yeah. that how you like summon the rock race, right that's yeah. right yeah oh my god i love that people's elbow people's elbow people's... right <laughs> by the way john uh, we have to talk about wrestling our next show because wrestlemania oh, yeah. is um in two weeks oh, or a go. week and a half we're gonna watch wrestlemania with matt angier hi matt so uh, i want to turn hi, matt around to us too though like as cousins um we we used to do some pretty crazy shit too growing up and like do tell well, like, one example please okay no like show you I, I remember like taking our our cool what we thought were like cool bikes like back you, you guys had some pretty awesome trails and had like big jumps and all these weird things in the woods like i remember doing that mm-hmm. hold on pause you know your mom got really mad at us for that right oh i know she should listen to this episode. Oh, she was so mad. That was so much fun, Unpause. though. I was so scared, and then I was like, "Oh, this is fun." I don't this episode, this episode is dedicated to Barb. Hey, yeah. Barb. <laughs> you guys had me so freaked out, and then I did it, and I'm like, "Oh, that wasn't so bad. This is really cool." She was really mad at us. Yeah. <laughs> also, was we I there? Pete, I don't remember that. Yeah, we made Pete ride the bike with the banana seat because that was the only other bike we had. Remember That's, that? No, that was my bike. Dude, that that thing had shock absorbers on it. The the BMX one. No, you for your, you also, for your no, balls. No, we no we had a we had a junky red oh, third bike at the house. That, that was, was my old bike. bike. If yeah, he's Doug's balls, old bike. I remember talk, the red bike. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever. Yeah, it it was not a nice one. No. <laughs> no, I made it work though. That if Pete's ball could talk. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get here? Uh, Some good times. This was the best idea we had last yep. week, Mark. Also, the random stuff where we're like, hey, let's like throw dummies out of like a second story window and uh, on top onto each other from like a 20 foot fall and and film it honest suggestion yeah can we put one of your stefan phase production movies on the youtube yes uh yes i got one we're putting it up i gotta figure out how to digitize it but i think i can figure it out 
Doesn't even have to be that good. I just want people to see it. So I want it to be on the internet one of the forever. Companies that digitize old videotapes. Yeah, there's probably a store within ten square miles of your house that does it for yeah. ten bucks. Yeah, I could. Yeah. yeah, I can look at it. I can look into it, or I can borrow Mel's camera and just get like a, a thing to FireWire or something to USB. Or just go to the store where the or just for $10. and we done yeah. faster. Yeah. 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 Make the nice sad it's man do like it for you for five dollars. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that that does have to happen though. We we, we got to get those. Uh, I mean, we have a, we have a platform, you guys. We can make yeah, this happen. Pizza professional platform. now. That's true. I also made movies in high school, like independently. Like oh, we had a TV amazing. station in high school growing up. Right, amazing. you guys had a green screen and everything, didn't you? Well, yeah, we we could do chroma key and everything. Yeah, we yeah. were like schmain schmerled. You know, uh-huh. I remember you guys I, had like some skit where you were like running from dinosaurs or something. I was like, holy, that's freaking yeah, cool. Definitely wasn't. Yeah the scene from a movie that we definitely did not have the rights to right, but right. yes that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no money was made on these productions T-Rex of East. yeah but we actually did win some awards we uh we won two awards for the film of the year um for from the we were in high school but we went to we entered a local film festival at uh, niagara community college Amazing. and we we won first prize for best comedy two years in a row um we did a blair witch parody like out in the in the woods and everything and did one like half black and white half color and then we did one that was um um we made a, a superhero movie about a, a superhero called cafeteria man he protected the cafeterias <laughs> which was basically just in a, like a, like a combination of rip off of simpsons jokes because that's all we knew as comedy in the 90s yeah um they're genius jokes but that was all we knew how to do so i also need to see but, cafeteria man we will also put that on the website if you find yeah. it all right well let's move on to our topics and uh this first topic is sponsored by our man tarzarian's principal services serving public schools for 34 years <laughs> <laughs> I see your copy of Swag Armin. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how many of you guys actually did brackets. Um, I did a few, uh, but I'm starting to learn that I'm starting to hear that more people like to bet on the individual games so that you're not out of it immediately. Um, there were a lot of upsets last weekend. Uh, will Princeton make it out of the Sweet 16? I had to look that up. I really didn't know that they were in it. Uh, so let's. Uh, what, what do you guys think about the the March Madness, the brackets this year, and uh, what do you I think like, everything's going to end I, up? I, so we talked about this on the last episode, and I did not fill out a bracket this year because really the whole thing just snuck up on me, and my February was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, however, can, but John, I think uh, I can take this in a different direction for you since if you guys talked about it already, because I have a topic similar topic. Because my opinion, is March Madness is stupid. True or false? Like I, I, I well, don't, I don't, I don't. Get I mean, it. I think we can probably just encompass the whole thing, right? And so, yeah. the first thing I was going to say is that um, I liked Purdue to maybe win, and they got their asses kicked by a no-name they college in the first kicked. round, which yeah. was so sad. Yeah, Indiana just lost to Miami, yeah. and that was crazy. And so, there are not a lot. If you look at the stats for number one seeds to lose in the first round, it is very few and far between and so that goes along to tim's point that maybe it doesn't mean anything to answer your question tim though like in all seriousness is it stupid yes but you know what you know why it's still kind of like glorious and whatnot it's the same thing as to why fantasy football is is popular you have a bunch of people it's talking about more specifically with fantasy football that didn't know anything about football that now love football because of fantasy football. And the same thing goes for March Madness. You have a bunch of people that don't really follow college basketball 
And and now all of a sudden they're watching the games because they have a little stake in it because they filled out a bracket. It's interesting because fantasy football, I don't know, and I'm sure this does happen a lot, but I always feel like with fantasy football, like if you auto draft the team, like I don't know I how, hate how, auto like, con- how connected hmm. I would feel to it, right? But in, in in with March Madness, if I want to enter a tournament and I can just click a button that just says yep. auto select yeah. and yep. I'm done immediately. I don't watch the games. I just will check the tracker because I literally just you're selected random. Yep. And I've been in like seventh place now, but I, I've never, <laughs> I, I haven't watched the game. I just checked the bracket because I picked totally random. But the problem is, is I have Alabama winning in my oh. totally random thing. And so does everybody else. I have UCLA winning both my brackets. I guess I don't get it. I, I just feel like it's not actually college basketball that people care about. They just want a reason to go out in the middle of the day and drink, which well, I'm looking at behind. Duh. I mean, that, that's the <laughs> reason for a lot of things. Yeah. Drinking and gambling. That's all sports is, is now. It's drinking yeah. and gambling. I think that things like auto draft and things like auto select and taking the most statistically probable selections in both fantasy football and bracket selections, it kind of keeps you honest. And so a number of teams and our insanely weird fantasy football season that we just had, a number of teams that did very well auto-drafted. Jeffem's team did great. And he had an auto-draft team, but he had Saquon Barkley on the year of his life, right? I mean, like things like that happen a lot. And I think even before I really followed um, football to a fantasy football level where I know like IDPs and who started safety for the Carolina Panthers this year, right? Um, before I knew that shit, um, I think that probably auto-drafting kept me honest and made my team maybe not great, but kind of average. But that was kind of like you're your almost a gateway drug. Like you got, yes. now you're hooked. Now you want to learn a little bit more about what's going on and and now you know the the third string quarterback of the Houston Texans so <laughs> right and so i have an interesting question on that note for tim how much of of um like gambling around sports is based around office culture because like fantasy football NCAA brackets super bowl squares all these things that we do in our in our workplaces to, to make work not terrible um a lot of it is based around sports gambling it used to be a big thing and mm-hmm. but the pandemic changed that right yeah. it's like we mm-hmm. we haven't had a bracket in years and i saw the guy that used to run it i was like yo you doing a bracket this year he's like i guess we could because <laughs> we mm-hmm. haven't been in the office we literally just started going back into the office at, uh, at the beginning of march and that last, it was literally three years longest no. two weeks of my life guys <laughs> and <laughs> So, it, you know, but we, we used to have the all kinds of brackets. We had the Super Bowl stuff. I love the, um, we do always do the, the prop bet sheets. That was my favorite. You know, pick the color of the Gatorades and all that stuff. Um, we but, did prop bets one year for a Super we did Bowl that party. Year, Mark yeah. pushed that. Yeah. That was real fun. Yeah. But I think with like, with sports line or online gambling being so prevalent with sports betting, I just think it's, it's not a big of a deal for people anymore. They'd rather <laughs> do, <laughs> like Doug pointed, online gaming. They'd rather be able to put money yeah. on it and win money on it and do the parlays and you know take a dollar and make it a million dollars. Oh, my God. We could do a whole episode on the online gambling now. And um, it just became legal in yeah. Massachusetts. And those are all and, the, and new, the commercials and York, I've seen. Not now. this year, oh, but yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, DraftKings and... Um, all of the sports betting is legal in New York now. And you can do it on your phone, which is you can amazing. Do it on your phone. Right. And you it's can so be easy. in it the whole weekend. Like you're not just automatically out if your you know team loses in an upset. Right. You're just going next 
the game the game. But guys, when you when it when you finally get access to it, or like go to Twitter and like sign up for all the accounts because really they were all given like three hundred dollars away, like yeah. for nothing, yeah. just to oh, sign really? up. Just, just to get all people you had to involved. Do was, yeah. All you had to do was gamble it, and then whatever you won, you got to keep. Like yeah, it was just wow, that, but that's pretty amazing. That. Yeah, the deal Every on the online Caesar Sportsbook is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I got to get into some of that. But they, I mean, they I know that's how, you, how to get people, though. They, well, they, they, they know how to get people. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah and they give me the good deals Doug, on the prop like, bets. Yeah. Doug, there's like 600 bucks on the table. All you got to do is put your email in and then get, like pick pick the, the same game, bet either side, win $600. Like, you're, huh. like, you're just getting cashed out. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, it's legal now. So yeah. my favorite part of though is uh, the lottery's on your phone now, too. Oh, I've been uh, waiting for a state to do that. Yeah, it's uh, so it's because of the when gambling goes legal, the lottery app will now work too. So Mm -hmm. it's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. And it's as long as you're in a state where it's legal, it'll still always connect. Like I was in New York and then I was in Texas and they both have it. Right. So you're able to do it in both states. I I call uh, the lottery the idiot tax. And now every idiot has a cell phone. So yes, why not? This is true. And they can sure. spend so much money on the on this. Some of us have two. Mark and I can also talk about gambling for a whole show. By the way, Mark, we need to have a gambling yeah. show. I have not time. I have not gambled in a casino in years, believe it I or not. I don't believe you. Believe oh. it or not. Sneaker wants next topic. This this goes back to something I was trying to think about what would what would be interesting or maybe creative. And this goes back to a fifth grade birthday party where it's the first time I ever had like a sleepover birthday party and everyone brought gifts and cause they're very nice. And one of the gifts was a Tasmanian devil Looney Tunes t-shirt, but he was wearing a Kentucky Wildcats jersey and like slam dunking on a basketball net. And because of this random gift I got from a friend, because I like cartoons, I then became a university of Kentucky basketball fan. At like by proxy, like I would see yeah, it. Of I would, oh, that's my team. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, do you guys have any type of like the the most obscure thing maybe you got as a gift as a kid that made you root for a team, or maybe you were in a place where you didn't expect to be and you had to root for a team now that you never saw yourself rooting for, or maybe haven't in a long time? Completely same story. I got a um a Syracuse Orange men um shirt with a little orange little fuzzball guy and. For years, I almost went to Syracuse, um, and it makes a little more sense because I'm from New York. But um, I almost went to Syracuse. I love the Orange Men. Uh, so, um, same same thing, John. I had a Syracuse Orange Men sweatshirt. Same thing. I was fascinated with them. Wanted to go there, and then I realized that it was like a trillion dollars to a go. A trillion yeah, dollars. Syracuse is crazy expensive. Campus is nice. UB the was like time, five bucks. And a, the first time yeah. I walked into the Syracuse Dome, I was just like, "Wow." This is a college sporting mm-hmm. event because like, you know, they're D1 basketball and the difference between oh, yeah. D1 sports and D3 sports where we went at RPI or UB. We had, we had D1 difference. hockey, but no yeah, one cares about hockey. ECAC is not the Big East, Pete. No, it, no, it no, does I not know. equal. Hey, we had Adam Oates. We did that, have Adam Oates. That's our one claim to fame. That's our one claim to fame. That is cool. You guys talking about Syracuse though. Like that school is no joke. Like I actually was just listening to... Um, so a Buffalo Buffalo sports guy, uh, Sal Capaccio, which Doug and Tim know well, I'm sure. Um, he, he was, put my roof on my house. Really? Sal Capaccio. This is why Buffalo like, contractor. It's it's just the city of good neighbors. Um, no sponsorship. I mean, he didn't do it yeah. for free. I paid him with money. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
not a sponsor. Of good, the city of good neighbors. I exchange money for goods and services. <laughs> yeah, you just you know, hey, let me do your roof. Um, oh, yeah. Thanks, friend. No, but I, what I didn't realize though is Syracuse is like potentially like one of the top like sports caster like announcer slash like sports journalist colleges like in the country. Oh yeah, local guy Jeremy White went there too. Oh okay, yeah yeah, he's pretty awesome too. Got Wouldn't call him show. a close personal friend, but a reasonably close personal friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One day I need to hear you call, call in on WGR, friend. and uh, I need to hear like, "Hey, does Tim from?" Uh, no, I don't North know. It's, it's weird. I so like Jeremy and I met a long, long time ago because the radio station used to do this contest called the Rookie, where they would you know you would send in like a tape um, of yourself being like a sports guy. Or something to make yourself stand out. And then if they liked what you had to say, they brought you into the show and you got to like host a session. And there was someone else in there with you and you were kind of like competing against each other. And they'd ask you questions. They'd see how you responded and things like that. I, I, I never won it, but I got through a couple rounds a couple years in a row. And so I got to hang out with him a couple times. All and right. then um, he ended up dating a friend of mine and didn't know they were together. And then so I'm like, oh, hey, we remember he's like, oh, yeah. Hey. So it just kind of became like a thing. So That's cool. Yeah. Buffalo's a very small town. Just to keep us on on task, Mark, what's who's your favorite professional orangeman? And I'm going to say Mellow because Mellow. Oh no, no, Jerry McNamara. Like he he was on that team what seemed like for ten years, but he had a phenomenal uh, like uh, game winning shot. Yeah, in the yeah. biggest tournament, I believe uh, I remember, and they well, won. Mello, like, Mello was more of a beast in college than he was in the pros. Well, but he I also only I think he pro. only won. He played the one year, but they and they won the title that year. But Jerry yeah. McNamara, I swear, he was on that that team for and big so old Derek, Col- big old Derek mm-hmm. Coleman, Derek Coleman back yes. in the day. Those are my two favorites. Mm-hmm. Mark, did you have like a, a random t shirt or like piece of swag that got you into a team though? I mean, I I don't I honestly don't know how this came about, but I one all, one day I suddenly owned a Jacksonville Jaguars T-shirt. Um, <laughs> um, my my uh, boss at work would correct you and say Jaguar. 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 Because he's from he's from England. Jaguar. 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 But I did end up liking them because Tom Coughlin was the head coach and he was the head coach of BC for the longest time. But then you know he coached the Giants. Blake then Bortles. I then I didn't like him anymore. <laughs> Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast. They be slow. And they be slow. Wow. <laughs> Next topic. Recently, uh, Shazam 2 Electric Boogaloo came out mm-hmm. in theaters, and I'm going to say it tanked. I had uh, high ratings from fans, low ratings from critics, which seems to be most superhero movies nowadays. But are people getting tired of sequels after sequel of superhero movies? Uh, one one movie that came out that had not a whole lot of fanfare, but it became popular once it went online was Megan. My daughter, who's 10, wanted to watch it because it's a PG-13 horror movie. <laughs> so I decided to watch it, and it was amazing. So are people getting tired of these superhero movies? Is there a market for PG-13 horror with less gore and more scare? So, let's start at the beginning. DC still doesn't know how to make a superhero. It's movie. DC. It's not. It's and, not sequels. It's DC. And, <laughs> and let's just pick in there a little bit. I really the liked Eternals. Shazam. I really yeah. liked Shazam two, and I liked Shazam I two better than Black Adam. Black Adam, I didn't like at all. Um, I like Zachary Levi in that role. I like 
some of the things that they do with that character where they're keeping it light and funny. Mm. Um, I think the villains were the reason people didn't like that movie, right? Really, really, really see through plot, you know, mm-hmm. just a blockbuster with very little substance. The, the villains were not really scary. I mean, not to be scary, but like, you know, I, I'm judging all Marvel or superhero villains to J- James Brolin's Thanos, who was imposing mm-hmm. and scary and also kind of like it, he was kind of like a character that you felt for and he had like some redeeming qualities like that's a good comic book villain uh, the villains in shazam 2 were the daughters of atlas and so the daughters of atlas hey i've never he- fucking heard of them even if you pick these really <laughs> great actresses but you don't give them any substance right the characters were just mm. lame um there was a stupid plug to the james gunn universe in the after credits um where he just mm. literally put his new wife in the after credits to to remind everyone that he's in charge now. And so spoilers. <laughs> this whole thing is a spoiler, by the way. I actually That's haven't seen true. Shazam 2. <laughs> it was not is a it, spoiler. Is it, just, is it just making a sequel to make a sequel though? Like was it really needed? Like the first Shazam was great. I love The first Shazam was great, yes. Yeah. Did you I need to make a sequel? With the volatility at Warner Brothers right now, well, and Discovery Warner, right? With the volatility of what's going yeah. on there, I think that they don't know what they're doing for an overarc. I think that they're trying to get to a point where they're past the movies they've already filmed. They have to get, they had to get Black Adam out. They had to get Shazam out. They have to get Flash out, right? Mm-hmm. Even though yeah. if they have to get it, it out. Miller, <laughs> naughty, naughty. <laughs> And so once they get those movies out and and James Gunn can have the reins, they already said they're rebooting the universe. Flash is a perfect opportunity to reboot the universe. And so they're like, hey, guys, sorry about the last 10 years of flops. We're starting over now. Will it be better? I don't know. Henry Cavill is still the best Superman, and I'm out. He's out. I just I'll move on. I'll watch. And he wants to do it, too. Right. And DC is like, no, we're good. Uh, yeah, what the, the, what the hell was up with that? <clears throat> I re- yeah, he's I re- perfect at it. I agree. I really liked him. Actually, I like. I'm one of the few that actually liked Man of Steel. I thought it was pretty good. I liked I Man of Steel Man too. Of Steel, I hated Kate awesome. Bosworth as Lois Lane. Oh I wait, mean, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the previous one with Brandon Routh. Not- uh, Superman Returns. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that. Even that one's still kind of. Amy cool. Adams was. Right. Lois My problem Lane. with the fucking Snyderverse yes, is. Yeah. <laughs> it is the Snyderverse, isn't it? The Snyderverse sucks because it's it's serious for the sake of being serious it's gritty for the sake yeah. of being gritty right the fact like batman versus superman and batman's winning and he says martha, martha! and then like <laughs> have you ever seen how it should have ended about that i mean it is so accurate and they're just ripping on it but that's exactly what happened it's so stupid mm. well <laughs> i, I mean say, though, like like hate on i i understand like he, he has a very hard time telling a story but if you're a fan and you don't mind and you have the time the extended mm. versions of his movies, like the way he saw Amazing. the vision, have been really good. They're just not palatable to the average consumer. They're just too yeah. long. It's like yeah. eight hours in two movies. Oh, Zack yeah. Snyder gets, gets so in his own long. way. He gets in his yeah. own way. And yeah. well, he's, I have heard, and I don't have six hours to watch a Superman, uh, Superman movie that I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like, but I have heard that the extended cut makes Justice League not a trash pile. It's amazing. This, this it's really good. Cut, is it really good? Really I wouldn't really call good. it amazing, yeah. but it was good. Uh, I mean, well, yeah. okay. 
I, I will say I this. I will say this. This, this is this is true. If I have trouble falling to sleep at night, I put on a DC movie and oh, I instantly fall asleep. <laughs> that is a true story. Yeah. So oh, we no. don't forget about the second part of Doug's question. I think that a twenty three. Or A24, I think that Blumhouse, I think that all the modern yeah, horror, or, yeah, I said A24 after I corrected myself. Yep. I think that A24 and Blumhouse and all the modern horror, horror houses are revolutionizing horror. Yes. I think horror mm, is yeah. so much better than it used to be. Um, did you guys see X? I think X is a masterpiece, like literally mm. one of the best movies I saw last year. I've heard of it. I didn't. Okay. It's, it is good. Oh, oh is so it? good. <laughs> Um, Jenny Ortega and her buddies are filming a porn in an old farmhouse and get murdered by an old lady. Essentially. Sounds okay. amazing. Wow. But it's like, <laughs> it's like creepy. Um, oh, it's too You know, but it has this like old 80s movie vibe. So it's filmed in a really cool way. Uh, I think Jenny Ortega yeah. is putting out great content. I like Absolutely. the new screen. I like the new screen movies a lot. And that's we that's what I was gonna lot. bring up too. Like the, the like when Doug asked about there is there a market for for like the the horror flicks for the the teeny boppers and whatever like that. I mean, you could argue that there's always has been because there's the screen movies have been out. The, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, I, mean, I feel these, like it's always these been were that thirty way. years ago. But but not um, even but those were all rated R. Those, like, I'm not all of them. Not no. I, I think uh, the, the original screams were, but I believe that I know what you did last summer yeah. were PG thirteen. But so th is there I a market? Right, is there yeah. a market for right. it? Absolutely. There's definitely there's definitely a market for yeah. it. Um, Megan, I thought. Uh, I, I, well, I haven't seen it, but I've I've heard some really good things about it. And unfortunately, I mean, the premise really is good. wonderful. The premise is wonderful. Premise. Yeah. And because Hollywood is, is Hollywood, because Hollywood is Hollywood, they're probably going to make a sequel. So. Oh yeah. It's it's interesting because like uh, you know we the, I I mean Doug might I don't know if he shares the sentiment or not but like you know we're we're brothers we grew up in the same house and. We, we didn't really watch horror movies as, a, as kids. We just we weren't allowed or we didn't have cable or whatever. And I have no affinity for them whatsoever. I, I take them or leave uh, them. I, don't, I like M. Night Shyamalan for the twists. And I like the new George Peele stuff. But that's about it. Like, I, don't, I, have no, <laughs> I don't even know if I've seen a Friday the 13th movie. My buddy makes fun of me all the time because the, first, the only Halloween movie I've ever seen is Halloween H2O. Well, and I just, want, I just want to point out, right... Um, so James Wan, um, he directed Megan, and he has also directed mm. literally every good horror movie of the last 15 years. He directed all the Saw movies, he directed The Conjuring, and um, he directed Insidious. And I think a lot of Hollywood, a lot of really good stories are told by really good directors. I think that's why um, the DC verse sucks mm. and the Marvel verse doesn't. I think that you get good talent. Good talent tells good stories. Story comes to the top. Like I really liked um, Ex Machina, but I don't know if that's considered horror or if that's just thriller or that's yeah. sci-fi. No, that was a good like, movie. Yeah, with mm -hmm. uh, Alicia Vikander or whatever her name was. Yeah, Vikander. Vikander. <laughs> and it had the dude. It budget the the dudes from Star Wars, uh, the redheaded guy, and then the the pilot dude. I don't know their names. I'm sorry. Scariest movie okay. you guys have ever watched? Uh, what? It was me. It was Blair Witch. I didn't know it was fake. My buddy was like, let's go see Blair Witch. And I was like, what is it? These I got so sick during Blair Witch. <laughs> I had no idea it was fake. I had no idea. And then I get home later that night. I'm watching Letterman and they're on TV. And I was like, uh, this, those kids are alive. He's like, yeah, we're watching it too. Like, damn it. Like, but we're really freaked out watching that movie, man. Like that final scene, they turn around and you see the thing and it runs at the camera. Sorry, spoiler. This is not Blair Witch. And it's been 20 years. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> For movies, I don't know if any of the really scary. Maybe the first Saw, just because of like how good it was. Like directed you really by James got Wong. into that. Yeah. Same guy, Megan. 
For me, it was Alien. The first Alien oh, was probably the scariest shit, right, movie. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I, I still story. have. If I have like a stress, if I have a stress stream, I'm running from Aliens. You yeah. know, my favorite horror In movie space, is no one can hear you. Scream. My favorite horror movie is Event Horizon. You guys remember Event Horizon? Oh, that's oh, that was creepy. Event creep Horizon is, is very literally creep. the most underrated horror movie, I think, in the Jane, world. It's Sam like Neil. Sam Neill and his eyes pop out. I mean, just like Lawrence oh, Fishburne, like literally Fishburne. hell in a space station. Like it's Dude. like a little doom. Like getting, oh my God. getting depressurized in space is like the worst way to go. <laughs> Mr. Ripchalk wants the next topic. So I thought for our next topic, we could start with Doug, because I really would like him to share a story um, about a tail or a, a food at a ballpark that he so, so desired. It was the only thing he wanted to eat that night. And I thought it'd be really fun if Doug shared the story of crab pretzels at the Baltimore Orioles Stadium and then asked the group, has there ever been a stadium food that you just had to have because of how interesting it was to you. So maybe Doug, regale us with the tale of the crab pretzel. Crab pretzels. <laughs> so I, I don't remember where I heard about it. Maybe I was looking up, you know, what to eat at different stadiums. I think it was or or whatever. But so we went to the Baltimore Orioles game, and like Tim said, I was dead set. I gotta get this crab pretzel, and I. I don't. I don't even think I found it. I found something no. similar. I kept asking everyone. A, like, we don't know what you're talking about. I said you had a crab mac and cheese hot dog. That's what it was. How that's do you not, not remember close. any of this? That's Maybe not even I close. Tell the story. Well, Holy so, shit! Crab <laughs> mac and cheese. Way, the, wow. Hot dog. On the way to finding the crab pretzel, I had. A, I found a lot of Natty Bows, which is the uh, drink of choice in Baltimore. Um. So that's probably why I don't remember too much, but <laughs> I do now. Also, you said that. I, they're not explaining Camden Yards, right? Camden Yards is absolutely kick-ass, even though the Orioles suck. Yeah, no, we're not nice last stadium, year. But the, the party deck's really cool. We went to the Yankees game. It was a good time. Yeah, yeah I don't so really Doug, remember Doug, much of the game. I remember we sat in our seat for like two seconds and then walked around the rest of the place. Doug's not doing. Doug's doing the story disservice. He literally walked around for about two hours asking every single Baltimore Orioles attendant that he could see, like, "Where are the crab pretzels?" Like, abscond, like just grabbing people by their collars. Like, Where are the crab pretzels? And they'd be like, "Sir, are you having a? Are you having a stroke?" He's not true. I asked one person. He sounded like he was hulking out almost. It's like, "Where are the crab pretzels?" Wow. Two hours of this, and then eventually he gave up and had a crab mac and cheese hot dog. And then mm. I'm pretty sure he Which had sounds amazing. Yeah. That sounds amazing, pretty actually. Sure, yeah. uh, pretty sure that crab mac and cheese hot dog went directly into the toilet. Uh, no, uh, no it did it. not. It was before. <laughs> so the crab, make room. the crab mac and cheese hot dog actually calmed his stomach down, is what you're saying. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So wow. in light of Doug's uh, gastrointestinal woes, any <laughs> any stadium food favorites or maybe tailgate food favorites from our from our, our guests today? I mean, whenever I go to Fenway Park, I always get a, a sausage with uh, with peppers and onions. It's it's a staple. Mm. And, I, and I actually, so I went down to, when I was in Florida a couple weeks ago, and I, I saw a Red Sox spring training game. That was the very first thing I got was sausages and peppers. Because they, they had like all, essentially all the things that Fenway had down at Fort Myers. It was kind of amazing. Um, they even had Dell's Lemonade, which is a New England staple, especially in Rhode Island. It's actually, uh, it's frozen lemonade from Rhode Island. I mean, Dell's Lemonade kicks a lot of ass. Dell's Lemonade is awesome. 
It's probably um, the second best I mean, thing that came it's out It's essentially of sugary lemony too. water, but it's still but awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, but that, I mean, that's definitely my thing. Sauces, mm. uh, sauces and peppers from at, at Fenway. Mine wasn't at a ball game, but it was at the Erie County Fair. So like any, anytime we go there, right, they had like the best like red velvet, like fried dough with like the sugar on top. And, you know, went there as an adult once and I was like, oh man, as a kid, like this stuff would be great. So I eat that and then go on like one of those rides and I'm like, oh, you know, I'll be fine. I was like invincible as like a teenager. No, that's that's not good to go on a ride right after that. It was Who did like, you throw up on? Almost <laughs> threw up like the entire time. I, I held it in barely. My, how the winds of time have changed this story. Pete vomited on like 12 people, guys. <laughs> Do you, you remember that? that? <laughs> That's not true. No, that didn't, that didn't actually happen. So, <laughs> I have two parts to my answer, okay? Lot. That was the first, lot. first, my favorite <laughs> place to get food at Yankee Stadium, besides all the places that sell steak, is Sumo Dog, which, by the way, if anybody hasn't been to Sumo Dog, kicks a lot of ass. Um, but... My, my follow-up to that is what do you guys think about high-end food at ballparks? Like literally like Bobby Flay has a place and Morimoto has a place. And I'm like all these guys who are going into, uh, you know, Michelin star guys who are going into ballparks. Um, I would say, so I, I won't speak for myself because I have a very sensitive palate. I don't like a lot of food, but a uh, former guest of your show, Lisa, my wife is a huge foodie. I've been to, you know, um, you know, been to all the kinds of fancy restaurants, you know, out in California doing all the tasting menus, that type of stuff and a French laundry, like that type of thing. Incredible palate. That girl will destroy taco in a bag at a football game. <laughs> like no one's business. I think there's, you go to the game and like the high end palate is good. And, and that girl knows high end, but she wants to destroy some trash nachos at mm. a football game. That's what I know. Yeah, I don't really think high end is has a place at a stadium because I mean, you're going there, you're you're drinking, you're watching the game, you want to grab something and go. If I want to go yeah. to high end, you're still paying high end prices down. though. Unfortunately, you are well, yeah. tr- right. Well, that is true, but you know, if I'm getting it something that's high end, I want to re- enjoy it. I feel like that's like the tailgate before the game too, where like the best food is. Yeah. That's but to true. Be fair, we were like double fisting champagne at the last time Pete was in town when we tailgated with him. So that was, some... was champ- champagne. Yeah, both. Yeah. Oh, we were already rallying from the night before for that one. Oof. Yeah, you were in rough shape that morning. There, yeah, there's we definitely had to drag Pete out of bed. <laughs> That's a long <laughs> night. We showed up at like 8 a.m. to go take Pete to a tailgate after making him party for like 12 hours straight. Yeah. No, no specifics from the end of that night can. can <laughs> We're talking about Pete's bachelor party for anybody who doesn't know. I know you don't get the details. I'm having trouble with the next topic, sir. What's wrong with it? I've lost the bleeps, lost the sweeps, lost the creeps. The what? The what? The what? You know, the bleeps, the sweeps, and the creeps. That's not all he's lost. Sir, the next topic, sir. It appears to be jammed. Raspberry. There's only one man who would dare give me the raspberry. Lone Star! Okay, so for my next topic, I was going to talk about all these tech companies and the multiple layoffs with employees, and we can still talk about that, but um, I want to jump to something that just happened today. The, uh, the CEO of TikTok was berated in front of... Uh, Who was berated? 
and a bunch of old hacks that know nothing about the internet, how it works, asking these ridiculous questions, obviously showing their cards. They know what they want to do, how they want to get rid of this software. And it, you know, it's a bunch of showboating, a bunch of just, you know, pandering. Right. It's like, what, what is the point? And at the same time, you've got companies like Facebook and Meta and Snapchat, their stocks went through the roof today because they're part of all the loan donations to these senators that are basically mm. going against this Chinese company. So what, what is going on with tech? There's a lot of things. There's a lot of changes happening. Uh, this, this whole TikTok thing has just got me a little annoyed. You know, it's a fun program to watch. Is it addictive? Absolutely. Is it danger for kids? Yes. But, you know, as is any social media, it's, 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 but, you know, it's the same thing. So the only thing funnier, by the way, with the senders trying to, you know, learn the internet speak and whatnot with TikTok yeah. was when it, that the, the CEO of Ticketmaster was there and they were quoting all these Taylor Swift lyrics. Oh, yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, watching all of these like geriatric men quoting Taylor Swift lyrics is just effing hilarious. And Well, it, it shows it shows their yeah yeah well i mean you you have a their aides are probably like writing what they're gonna say and you know they're Mm. these are these are old men that that have no like charisma or anything like that so but you're you're absolutely right the with the fact that uh they they probably already had their minds made up with tiktok tiktok is most likely going to get banned in the u.s uh pretty soon probably it's already been banned for from all u.s government devices but that makes sense having the stock for for meta go up does not surprise me at all because that's just how fickle the stock market is too it's like oh well one one thing is going to go down well i'm just going to put all my money in this other thing and this doesn't have anything to do with the jobs really the with all the layoffs because they're 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 trying to they're trying to protect their bottom line uh will those jobs come back probably Pro- uh, they're not going to come back tomorrow but they'll probably come back in two years so well i think a lot of those jobs were i read a couple articles that these companies were hiring people just to say they were hiring just to say they were hiring yes like these people right they were literally doing nothing and now that they don't need those positions anymore and the market's getting tighter and everyone says there's going to be a recession which they're won't be a recession they're laying people off because they're using it as an excuse yeah and you know what profits for for meta is probably still going to go through yeah. the roof let's 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 be honest Zucker, zuckerberg probably could have kept all those employees and they still make guys, record profits yeah i just i just are you guys talking about the company that's trying to force a virtual reality world of the Sims on us as a corporate solution. Ah, the metaverse. <laughs> I mean, yes. I think that and Mark Zuckerberg is like a lot of the people that we went to college with, right? Mark Zuckerberg is very smart and very good at things like school, um, but maybe not the most creative man in the whole wide world. Or at least not the most personable. Because black is black and white is white, right? And that's how Mark Zuckerberg thinks. Um, I think that it, the writing is on the wall. I think Doug nailed it right in the beginning. I think that uh, Meta has Meta has reels, and you know Instagram has reels, and Instagram has thirty second videos, and everything that people want in tech, everything in phones, everything in apps, are, they're all coming to one thing where every single app offers you the same experience: quick content that is searchable, 
and that goes away, right? And so everything's the same. And so Mm -hmm. when Meta says to their lobbyists that they want TikTok to go away and they drop a billion dollars on it, then you have have all of these old, um, you know, slush fund senators that are just doing what they're told, Mm -hmm. doing what they're told by big tech. And you can Mm -hmm. tell this is the case because of their stupid references and of the fact that when Mark Zuckerberg came in there, they said, hey, Mr. Zuckerberg, can you tell us about this, that, and the other thing? They're like, oh, yes, okay. And I mean, the fact that he is a young white man doesn't hurt at all right. for him. Also a robot. Also yes. a robot. <laughs> that has been proven. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like robot talk to me. My favorite meta meme is the ones where Zuckerberg's taking uh, taking groupies with his employees, and they all look like they're either robots or they're on some sort of mind altering <laughs> <Yeah>. job. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like you have to smile, or you're fired. <laughs> right. yep. I am good time having. Yes. Wally wants next topic. It's free agency season in the NFL. We got through the, the legal tampering period. And <laughs> now we're seeing players getting cut, players getting traded, players getting signed. Huge name stars. Ezekiel Elliott getting cut. Why would you ever pay a running back? That's the question. Why would you ever pay a running back? I don't understand. Barkley got tagged, right? Like, why do you ever pay a running back they're literally a dime a dozen just go draft one every year why would you ever pay hmm. one i thought it was amazing too that tony pollard got uh franchise tagged and he he's gonna be worth too. like yeah. 10.2 million dollars and he was like yeah i'll play for 10.2 million dollars right because <laughs> he knows what he knows how much running backs are hey. and he's hurt too he's probably only gonna play half oh, the season yeah. yeah that's more money than he would get in any other open market when was the last time you went into a game actually being worried about the running back? Last, not this past season, but the one before when we played against Jonathan Derrick Henry Taylor. and he tore us. No, Derrick, Derrick yeah. Henry and he tore us apart. Derrick Henry. Yeah. But the, I but mean, like, yeah. what, what is it? One one win. We and we've talked. Right. To, yeah, yeah, we we've talked game. about this. Like the the workhorse running back is is a thing of the past. Like most teams now have two really good running backs, and they're probably on their rookie deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, or they're or they're just really cheap. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, the you, I mean, poor Saquon is not going to get the long term deal that he wants. And Zeke, I, I listen. I don't even know what the repercussions of 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 uh, of releasing him. I mean, four years, fifty two million dollars, I believe, was left on the contract. <sighs> so the yeah, Cowboys, the Cowboys are going to yeah. take some Crazy kind of cap time. hit. Uh, and yeah. and Zeke, Zeke is even admitted. It's like, yeah, I made my money. Now I'm going to find a team where I can win a championship. So, mm. we'll so see the thing is, right? And you got to you got to think about this in pieces. Over the last five years, the NFL has changed significantly, drastically, right? Drastically, and we've gone from, you know, when Ezekiel Elliott got that contract and the workhorse back was still a thing. When Derrick Henry was, I mean, Derrick Henry is still doing what he's and doing. And the Titans but, want to trade Derrick Henry because of that big prospect. Um, and and we're going from there to a place where a linebackers are two hundred and sixty pounds and can run as fast as running backs, and so you know. You can't have a guy who takes 30 carries a game. The human body's just not meant to be hit that hard that many times. It's not even that, too. I mean, quarterbacks now are getting the majority of the money. Danny Dimes is worth $40 million a year. Drink yeah. if you're part of the drinking game. Hey. Um, so you, you, if you spend all that money, so the, the NFL, uh, the, the, the total salary cap, I believe, is about $230 million or something like that. So if you're paying a, a quarterback $40 million, that's almost 20% of your salary cap. So you have to take 
cut somewhere else, guess what? Exactly. Like Tim said, you can get a bunch of young I'm going to break this down a little drafts. further, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. break this down a little further. And then the Giants are a really good example of that. The Giants up until and now it's time for a breakdown. I mean, and Daniel Jones yeah, did not have the um, the Brian Dable effect, but the Giants were significantly worse without Saquon Barkley, and the Giants were good last year. Absolutely. And, and, and Daniel Jones only threw 15 touchdowns, and they got. You think the Saquon break. is going to have yeah. a good year that Daniel next Jones. year, though? Listen, I don't know. the Giants made it as far, and this is not meant to hurt your guys' feelings, but the Giants made it as far as the Bills in the playoffs, right? Think about that for a second. Wah, wah. And the Bills. <laughs> did they, wait, are, did the Giants win a game wah. in the playoffs? I, yeah, they did. They beat the fucking Vikings. They beat oh, the Vikings. They did beat the, the Vikings. That's they beat right. the Vikings. They, they made it as far. And yeah. that so is, that is a true fact. And so that's a true fact. And so now we think about the beginning of the 2022 season with the stacked Bills and the laughable Giants. Laughable. I was the first one that said they were going to win zero games. Why are you bringing everyone down right now? And so. <laughs> <laughs> Why were the Giants good? Besides Brian Dable, who definitely helped, Dable. right? Dable. No, it was, it was only, only no, Dable. It was that not was because, yes. A, Saquon Barkley, healthy the whole season, had another 1,000-yard season. Defense, right? too. The defense, young amazing. Defense. Young, and we're talking about this Very all the better. time, young rookie contract defensive players right so we have this great defense that we're we're just going the giants are going nuts right now because they think they're close you know darren waller um they got nacho they got nacho right fucking nacho comes in i mean like the giants are really gonna try to win and i'll tell you what us grabbing isaiah hodgins from you another great move isaiah hodgins isaiah Mm -hmm. hodgins became a guy who the bills dropped to our 1B receiver. So like Isaiah Hodgins now, Darius Slayton, Darren Waller, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones on a big contract. I mean, the Giants are here to play. I don't care what you say. I I actually think with, you know, Aaron Rodgers potentially going to the Jets, the Giants, oh, and you know, the Eagles lost a lot of their defensive starters. The Giants have a good chance, I think, of making it pretty far in the NFC. I think so, too. Because they have good coaching. They have a pretty good roster. Let's see if Danny Dimes does as we well as he does. all of our coaches. We thought point, we were Mark. maybe going to lose the them. Mm-hmm. Can I Danny mean, Dimes carry that team, that talent? Can he make all those investments worth it? And I say no. Personally, I, I would have franchised Danny Dimes because I think he needs one more year to prove it to me that he's worth that $40 million contract. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm so not what a they no did yet, but I'm not a yes either. Was they got him a 1A? Darren Waller is their one A. That's good. That's a huge. That's a huge acquisition. And so Darren now Waller. he has what no. What the hell excuses. is wrong with Josh McDaniels? <laughs> mm. Yeah, why would you let him I'll go? Ta- I'll take. I'll take Darren Waller for Kadarius Tony literally any day of the week. I swear to God. <laughs> Tony's gonna be a beast this year, John. I. Dude, John, you want to do I kind of agree with that. Tony, I kind of agree with that. Versus Waller. Tony versus Waller. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe fantasy no, score. No, I mean Waller is gonna outperform Tony fantasy wise. I think. Cause put it uh, on the table. I don't know. Hello, my name is Enigma Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare for the next topic. This this uh, Disney Star Wars television universe that Dave Filoni and uh, oh shoot, John Favreau. John Favreau. John Favreau. Yeah. Yes, thank you. They're that it's they're so setting money. up, and and it, they're just obviously just two fanboys. That are living their childhood dream, taking all their action figures out, throwing them on the table, and 
putting this story together with all these crazy characters and um, costumes and, and special effects. It's monsters. Just, don't forget the monsters. The monsters. I mean, it's just... And the real-life robots. But all that, there's this over-stretching story that they're tying all these loose ends together of the movies, the, the cartoon series, the Clone Wars cartoon series, the uh, Rebels. Rebels cartoon series, uh, now the Bad Batch. I'm so excited. It's just, it's so exciting to be a Star Wars fan watching this stuff. I mean, there's the bad taste in the mouth of the prequel trilogy, which again, <laughs> wasn't <laughs> terrible, wasn't great, but I think they had... People gonna die? They, they were forced to put movies out and they did um but now they have time to kind of to, to, to just let this story cook and i'm just i'm loving the mandalorian and where it's going if, if if you're deep in the lore of all this stuff you you, you can see where, what's going to happen Nerd. um but just watching it all unfold <laughs> on on the the screen at home has just been an amazing journey uh john i know you're right there with me on all this yes sir so. and so um for those who don't know dave filioni actually a george lucas protege yep. and so dave filioni oh, wrote ahsoka if you guys know the character ahsoka tano he wrote ahsoka at the lucas ranch with george lucas's help hmm. and in this period of time where george lucas was still really involved um, Dave Filioni pitched this whole idea, right? This idea of what happens in the time in between. And so Clone Wars about that, Rebels about that. Um, and so the story of, of Mandalorian right now is really in line with the story of Rebels where we're talking about, we're not talking about the Jedi. And I have a theory about that that I'm going to get into, but we're not talking about the Jedi. We're not even talking about the Empire. We're talking about the offshoots, right? We're talking about the the Hans of the universe and we're talking about Mandalorians and th- how awesome the Mandalorian lore is, right? The, the the Mythosaur is there and the Mythosaur picks the new Mandalorian leader and the Mandalorian leader carries the Darksaber, which is unlike any lightsaber we've ever seen, right? The Darksaber fights you and there are multiple clans of Mandalorians and so the, the clan of the Mandalorian... John. Can I jump in with a question about the Darksaber? Obviously. In two episodes ago. Sorry, Pete. It's okay. Earmuffs, Pete. So, Earmuffs. So, yeah. So so he's 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 captured. The Mandalorian is captured. She picks up the Darksaber and fights off the enemy. And who has it now? It's he's got it. She gave it back to him. She cannot those- take it unless she beats him in battle. But that's the that's he, the rule. But the guy that beat him took it from him in battle, and mm. then she was fighting the guy that took it from him in battle, and then killed him with it. Why isn't it hers now? Oh, that's well. A good really, question. the problem it's not the Harry Potter. And like, this is wound. this is the big spoiler of this season right now. And the reason that she didn't tell him about the giant dinosaur is that the Mythosaur chooses the new Mandalorian leader, and the Mythosaur mm. did not choose her. Wait, the Mythosaur him. is literally a giant dinosaur? It is essentially a giant dinosaur. Oh, okay, so I, you I, know the, I, gotta, I gotta catch up here. Wait, why do you think the yeah. Mythosaur chose him over her? Because she's the one that saw it. She, it's yeah, she's pulled, it pulled him down to the bottom. No, I think he fell. Because the, yeah, the bottom was busted out, and he, he still fell. had his armor on? Yeah, he fell, and then she saw the mythosaur. So I, I think it's 
she is, is as always was anything. going to be the leader of the Mandalorian. Well, that and that is a story of rebels that she is the leader of the Mandalorians, mm-hmm. and that she is yeah. she is essentially saving the Mandalorian race. Right. Does she? Get, I think that's what they're kind of setting up. Doug, with, Doug is she going to fight the armor them. by the end of this uh, end of this season? Are they going to fight? I want them to fight. Well, they're, totally gonna, they're still going to fight. The, she, the fight the armor, the the head of the yeah. the weird cult that. He's oh, part of. I don't know. I don't think so. I think she's just kind of there to tell everyone this is the way. The next topic contains potassium benzoate. That's bad. But it comes to Choice of Sprinkles. This will be a fun one, I hope. Um, so thinking back, a, a very specific genre here, okay? What is your favorite 90s sports movie? Mm. Mine, personally, oh. is Necessary Roughness. I think it's amazing. It's one of the, my favorite movies, and it's got so many 90s football stars. It's got Jim Kelly. It's uh, got, I'm sure Pete could read all of it. Like Rob, uh, young Rob Schneider's in it. Wasn't Bruce um, Smith in there too, or no? Bruce Smith that... in it. Yep. Lawrence Taylor. Remember who the kicker was? It was Brooke a girl, Shields. right? It was Kathy Ireland. Ah, Kathy Ireland. Oh, oh that's right. Miss, was Miss that the Swim one with Illustrated Model 1992 through four? I don't know if that's true. <laughs> it sounds true we'll go with it now is the is the kicker is the irish smoking kicker necessary roughness or is it the replacements that's the replacements right i like that one too yeah. my favorite well, 90s yeah, sports read. movie bottom line top to bottom is major league i love major league oh, i, I even love major league too wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. that's 80s. 80s it doesn't matter still he better said 90s no, it, it does it's 90s Sports movie is the genre, John. I'll, I'll, I'll do you one better. So my favorite 90s, also baseball, rookie of the year. Yeah, oh, that was a good one. Mark, did you also Funky, like? Did you, loving. did you also like <laughs> Angels in the Outfield? Because you should just shut no, up. That's no, that's a great movie too. It was a yeah, that's a feel good movie. But come uh-huh. on, it doesn't beat rookie of the year. Come right. on, that's like that's like every kid's like dream. You all of a awesome. sudden have his injury, and all of a sudden you can throw hundred miles an hour. So, that that it was pretty awesome. So I didn't see this actually back in the '90s, but I saw it later and really appreciated it. Jerry Maguire, hmm. really good movie. I mean, it's not entirely That's a sports movie. Show me the money. I don't know. It's... Did Mighty Duck? I know D two and yes. D three were okay. in the '90s, Mighty, but Mighty, did Mighty, Mighty Ducks. Ducks. Actually, yes, yes. Right, never mind. Mighty Ducks worth. Honestly, yeah. Mighty, Mighty Ducks was pretty Mighty awesome. Mighty Ducks again, awesome. That um, was a really good one. Young true. Joshua Jackson, like. Dug the hell out yeah, of Young Keenan movie. Thompson was in Young Keenan Thompson, which well, right. he was in D two, right? That was D two. Yeah. The knuckle puck with Jamie. We watched the Mighty Ducks um, in the search for more money show on Disney Plus. Doesn't sound <laughs> actually really enjoying it. Really, really tired. <laughs> yeah, I've got tired. I've got two um, sports movies from the nineties. One was League of Their Own. Oh, oh I love that. League that of Their Own. Really good movie. So many. Really times. good. There's no crying in baseball. Yes. Um, oh, nice. and then nice. <laughs> the other one was uh, Waterboy. Okay, okay, Can we just talk about the Sandlot too? Can we? Can we talk about the Sandlot? We need to talk about the Waterboy. You're killing me, Smalls. Because I have drinking, drunk, drinking, drank. drank. I, it's I, definitely I not drinking. It's definitely not drinking. Drinking. I have drunk <laughs> ten thousand year old glacial water while in Alaska. Oh, and how did it taste? Were you I able? Never, were you able to do a kip up from the from the ground? 
you would not believe the things that I can do now, but <laughs> that's some high quality. I don't get sick. Knock on wood. That's some high quality H two O. Some high quality H two O. Vicky Valancourt. Vicky Valancourt. Something to it. Something so you, to H two O. Damn it! So you're saying that when I was in Alaska last like fall and we out, we ATV'd oh, around the freaking glacier water, I should have actually just. Shove my head in there and drank some of it. Yes, you absolutely that, should have because we were uh, up in the Yukon. We up in that's Canada. when you're supposed to drink the water. Damn, uh, that's a missed opportunity. I gotta go back. Alaska yeah. is like the the anti Mexico. You're supposed to drink the water in Alaska. Yeah. Drink it, drink it up. Right, and, uh, another deep cut. White man can't jump. Also, oh, also. Oh, oh, very good. Are they really remaking that movie? I love Space not, Jam. No. No, shut up. We're no. talking about we're talking about Puerto Rican women, <laughs> Pete. We're talking about Puerto Rican women here. All right, fine. That's what taught me I loved Hispanic women, white men. Married jump. to half Puerto Rican. Women. Yeah, me too. Rosie, Rosie Perez, right? Hell yeah, yeah Rosie yeah, yeah, Perez yeah, yeah, yeah. and White Man Can't Jump yeah. in 1992. She was wasn't she still like a Laker girl when she made that movie? Her. She might have been. Lisa, if you don't like the next topic, you don't hit the skip button. You just keep listening and do it half-assed. That's the American way. Whiskey versus bourbon. What the fuck is the difference? Whiskey. Never bro. being a whiskey drinker in the past, most of us, sh- most mostly doing shots, I started venturing in the world of the brown liquor and better, better understanding how it fits into the purview of adult beverages. Manhattan's delicious. Rye whiskey, amazing flavor characteristics. Dry versus sweet from youth. What does it mean? Fun fact, did you know Canada does not regulate rye whiskey like the U.S. does? The U.S. requires over 50% rye grain to be called a rye whiskey. Who knew? So to answer your original question, there's, there's, so there's two things associated with, with whiskey. One is where it's distilled or where the, mm-hmm. the products or whatever like that. And then the other one is the ingredients. So with regards to like bourbon, bourbon is generally made from corn. Rye whiskey is generally 51%. made from percent. Fifty-one percent, at least fifty-one percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with so, so with other kinds of whiskey, so Scotch whiskey is made in Scotland. Irish whiskey made in Irish or Ireland. Uh, Canadian whiskey, because so it's on all, and so forth. Because it's all whiskey, right? Ireland. Most brown liquors are whiskey. Now they don't all taste the same, and that's because they're all made differently. So scotches are made, and, and because when when scotches were originally kind of thought of and made they were all made in very different parts of scotland and there was no way to talk about the way you made scotch and so every area of scotland makes a very different scotch i wait and to to your point the united states is probably the only place that really regulates certain ingredients or whatever like that for it to be a particular kind of whiskey oh, um, good to know. but scotch whiskey is definitely my favorite yeah. in fact i own uh like a Tenth of a percent of Lafroig. No good. I, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's true or not. I I have a certificate that says that I own like a square inch of. Peach. Oh, just like all the, the yes. Green Bay Packers exactly. fans own exactly. a certificate saying they right. own part of the Green Bay Packers. So <laughs> I I will say that like personally I don't. There are not many bourbons that I've ever had that I liked, but almost every single malt scotch I've liked. 
So maybe it's just a taste bud thing. No, I, I mean, I, I mean, scotch generally isn't made from corn, and bourbon is made from corn. So maybe um, that's it. Uh, bourbon I, is generally that back that back palate sweetness that yeah. goes yeah. good with like, it, bourbon is a much better mixer than a single malt scotch. I've wanted to find a bourbon that I like. I just don't like. But so many scotches I've tasted, I'm like, oh, this is great. And what type of scotch? I I believe Pete that you like Highland Scotch the best. But what? Yeah, the the peatier slash huh, um like hey, smoky oh. smoky oh like, that's the ones i like so i lay i lay is the one that's got the peatiest and the yeah. smokiest well like, i think i lay is not is exactly the flavor profile that pete likes the most because okay. i lay no highland is, like, is smoky too but i lay is generally even smokier like smooth right. and smooth and smoky is good like i'm actually so i've been drinking an i lay scotch pete i'm surprised you can't smell it in the zoom uh that we're doing right <laughs> now <laughs> that's how peaty that one is <laughs> The way Mark likes his scotch is if like the little old Scot- Scottish man goes down to the water that's been kind of like running off his 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 cottage for a few months, and he picks up the water and he puts it in for the for the process. That's the way you like uh-huh. your that's scotch, true right? Story. Yeah. <laughs> so with with Garth's, uh scotch whiskey, it's 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 very. I mean, there are certain characteristics of each particular kind. It usually depends on where it's uh, where the ingredients are coming from. So and the okay. methods they all make them a little different. And the methods. It's a lot like wine mm-hmm. though. Wine mm-hmm. is the same thing like especially with French wines. Mm-hmm. So you know Bordeaux is made in the the region of Bordeaux but and there's there tend to be different yeah there're d- different techniques and and one associated with that too but I love scotch. Scotch scotch scotch. Scotch scotch scotch. <laughs> scotch and drinking it right now. Scotchy scotch scotch. Oh, I was just curious if you guys had ever had the um um, Nick Offerman Lagavulin. Yes. Lagavulin it's 16. Love it's it. Really it's really good. Wait, it's I have really a bottle. Smoky. I like it. Yeah, you, you guys can drink all of it when you come over. Like, okay. Mark, uh, I have oh, a yeah. bottle. It's Mark delicious. is I'll very excited about his bottle yeah. of scotch. Also, my favorite whiskey is a bourbon, and okay. I drink it because I read a lot of books. And the main character in one of my favorite book series is a rich white lawyer in New York City that fights crime somehow. But and but he drinks this whiskey, this bourbon, and I also drink it, and I love it. It's amazing. Nice. Lago so you're essentially you're essentially a, a so white you, crime fighter. So you're more the bourbon. Saying. Oh, that's a sixteen. Oh, I gotta try this is, that. This, is, this is the Nick Offerman Scotch Lagavulin sixteen. Um, I thought it was yeah. an eleven year for Nick. No. Peasant Scotch. No, Lagavulin comes in eight and sixteen. Okay. Well, there, there's one old in sixteen too, but because I have a Lagavulin sixteen that I'm waiting for the Bills to get to the Super Bowl before I open. I was really, really hoping that game against the Chiefs, man. I will say Lagavulin sixteen for the for. There you go. Did you guys read that? Oh, there that's is an eleven. I told there you that's 11. the Nick Offerman one. Told you. Yeah, Tim, I'll drink that next time I'm over. Save but Lagavulin 16, though, by the way, I think is it's a it's a, 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 a an unbelievable scotch, and it's reasonably it. priced for the taste yeah. too. Yeah, it's like a hundred bucks a bottle for like. It's or no, nine, you can nine, find no, it for less 90. than hundred. Yeah, ninety bucks a bottle. Ninety nine dollars. Yes, <laughs> it's still under hundred. I like a good sixty five dollar price point single malt scotch. That's where yeah. I feel com- pretty comfortable. That's the Johnny Walker Green Lefroy. is like your best bet there. Open. Uh, Oben's Oben's good. Oh, that tends to be oh, a more Oben's, expensive. Oben's a little pricier, but it's Oben's really good. good. That's your best price point whiskey or scotch for like 80, 88 bucks or so. That's yeah, that's, that's what yeah. I'm more like. Yeah, I, I, I love a good uh, bottle of Oban, yeah. 
Or the Balvini 12 year. That's although I haven't, I haven't, yeah. Tried the only one. one that I've really had is Oban 14. I would love to try the older Oban, and I haven't tried mm-hmm. those yet. I think I got you a bottle of Oban 14. I think it's the final It's supposed to be awful. Okay, for our final, (laughs) final topic. I just can't get the song out of my head. (laughs) Final topic. Again, it's um, it's that time of year. It's free agency season. So far, in your opinion, who has been the biggest waste of money in free agency? Oh, biggest waste of money. By the way, I'd like to, I'd just like to say this. It's very refreshing for John not to have the last topic and to bum us all out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's yet to be determined, I I think. Like uh I mean, the quarterback signings. I mean, listen, Danny Dimes as much I love to pick on him. Is he really worth 40 million dollars? <laughs> that is a lot of money. I and Pete and I have been saying this for weeks now. I think that's just what a mid-range quarterback costs. That's terrible, yeah. though. Again, no, it's who, terrible. Who cares? That's it's terrible. Twenty percent. You have it's a price point. You have fifty plus other players to sign, and you're going to sign more than twenty percent of your salary cap to one player. That it hasn't been player. proven yet. Five Guys, years ago, you used player. to be able to buy lunch. He had right. one good ten dollars. You used to be able to buy lunch for ten dollars, and now it's fifteen. All right. Who's just, who's the worst player? Alright, so that's that fifteen dollar that fifteen dollar lunch is still not twenty percent of my yearly budget. <laughs> but what if it was? Alright, so this is this is the worst one because this team paid about forty five million dollars a year for their quarterback, and their stats compare almost identically to the same three journeyman quarterback that played for this team last year. And that is Derek Carr. That was Derek Carr. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Because his stats were identical to whatever the hodgepodge of quarterbacks that the Saints put together last year. Same exact stats. So I mean, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure that's going to be end up being the worst one because I mean he's got Chris Olave. They're going to probably get Michael Thomas. I mean, we'll see what happens with Alvin Kamara. I don't think he's going to go away just for life. Under, to play and let's just understand that Derek Carr. I don't think was the problem in Las Vegas. No, I think that, that absolutely that not. Team, that team was a garbage fire, and the year before, Derek Carr maybe had the best season of his life. Mm-hmm. I mean, Derek Carr doesn't suck. He's not the problem. But there was a lot of talent on the Raiders last season, too, and he wasn't able to do anything with I, it. I, but they didn't get a full roster almost ever. I almost guess. ever. I, I don't but know. There was... If he's good, why move on from him? Yeah. The rebuilding, why move on from him? I, I mean, I listen, think the Raiders what, are run very badly. Exactly. The, like, why, why is Josh McDaniels making yeah. all these moves? Josh McDaniels, if you haven't noticed, is essentially trying to form the Patriots from five years ago. Mm. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be their starting quarterback. And listen, well, Jimmy G... Which I don't G, think is really an upgrade from Derek Carr either. But. And while Jimmy G is a competent quarterback and whatnot, I mean, is he, is he really going to... Is he better than Derek Carr? I don't think so. No, I no. mean... Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, listen, Devontae Adams is still on that team. Um, so we'll, I mean, Devontae Adams uh, could Devontae probably make Adams. anyone look like Joe Montana. Yeah. Poor Devontae Adams. 
I know. Oh, well, he, he, want, he, he wanted all... Aaron Rodgers to go there. I know he did. Sure, and he was also excited to play with Derek Carr, and now he doesn't even have that. He's yeah, I like, know. Well, shit, he's, totally, he's, totally regretting, he's totally regretting signing with the Raiders. Y- yeah. Pays the money. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's it's to be determined, I think. Um, what I find incredibly fascinating with this offseason is the fact that the two biggest free agents, Lamar Jackson, well, he's technically not a free agent, and Aaron Rodgers, those are the two big kind of uh the quarterbacks that are out there that have yet to be it's just to be determined whether they're going to play mm-hmm. i think the packers are asking way too much for for aaron Rodgers. i mean they they they're they're probably still a little bit scorned by the whole brett Favre deal going yeah. to the, the the jets so they're trying to also compensate for that do you know what green bay wants though like i've heard at least the first no, time no one really what wants what green bay wants but they they seem to want a lot and aaron Rodgers, for the most part is probably going to play one year maybe two for the jets and they're asking a lot for that yeah and they're also gutting the team that Green Bay has, right? And that's also what yeah. they're asking for. Oh, like, let's let's get forty-seven-year-old Randall Cobb. Come on. <laughs> is, is it weird at all that Aaron Rodgers is like doing the same thing that Brett Favre did? Or like, are we going to find out about like dick pics pretty soon? Like, is that the next step? In <laughs> oh, he's yeah, he's oh, going to wow. have a and a, just to keep up scandal, on like on a John later. theme for the show, I think maybe Aaron Rodgers is going to be the big, biggest waste of money because Aaron Rodgers yeah. is turning fifty nine million dollars a raving if that money his dead cap hit is 59 million dollars next year now more than likely that will get renegotiated but it's still going to be a lot of money for 59 million dollars let's just remember this is the aaron Rodgers who lost to the lions and didn't make the playoffs this season is it weird at all that the biggest anti-vax weirdo in the league is going to go play for the team owned by the largest pharmaceutical company in the in the country is that is that that is irony that's hearsay Love that semantics, semantics. <laughs> I mean, he we reinvented jail and solitary confinement. I mean, he looks like he's the dark. Been he learned on. a lot in the darkness. Right. I don't. <laughs> I am not I into. I love just the rhythm part. We don't want to sing with you anymore, Mark. <laughs> I believe so, in Jordan Love. Dark is not a sponsor. Green Bay believes in a thing called Jordan Love. Yes. Has anyone guessed how many times Mark has sung the national anthem? Ooh. at a sporting event at is an it, official sporting event do we have an over uh, under for that the, over, I, don't have, I don't have an exact number over under 85 I would Whoa. say under, under that but that's too high over 100 times it's, it's been over 100 times wow. really it's been over 100 times holy shit keep in mind I've sung a lot at RPI uh. so that has something to do with it. I've also sang at a lot of URI games. It's it's been over a hundred times, believe it or not. So that has been our ten topics. Please follow our or like us on our socials at If These Balls Could Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our website is www.iftheseballscouldtalkpod.com, where you can see our sports news of the day. You can talk to us through Discord or visit our online store and purchase some of our show swag. We'd like to thank our guests for joining us this week. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, John. My brother Doug is here, and Pete in the studio. This yeah. is myself, Tim Faze, and Doug here. Uh, as producer, Pete Stephen then would say, we feel they would say, if these balls could talk. There we go, one take. If these balls-